to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Wheel Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Call now, 994-1017. That's 994-1017 to get into all the action. Now, here is your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. This is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And got the uh, got the whole group in here today. Uh, RJ's behind the glass. Uh, Dan's actually um, on vacation. But uh, uh, Spencer Hill and uh, you got a special guest here with uh, Dustin Tilbury. How you doing, Dustin? Uh, pretty good. How are you, Dave? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Um, I, I hear you sold your car, man. You sold your race car. Yeah, I finally ended up selling the car. Um not, I don't run as much as I used to, so me and Jason kind of made a deal that I'll run one of his rentals whenever I want to kind of run the car. Um, gets room out of his shop and makes more room for him to do better stuff than just have space occupied in his uh, garage. Than so, so, uh, so you get to like you know just arrive and drive now. Yeah, they call it a suitcase driver. So <laughs> I, I take a little offense to it, but maybe maybe it makes me better now. I don't know. Well, now we just get to call you Hollywood. <laughs> There you go. You show up and uh, you get to get to have all the fun. No, I I, I tease because um, you guys. One thing that's so cool is you guys help each other all the time. And so I mean, it's not like you know you just sit there, get in the car, drive, and then go you know go back in your truck and leave or whatever. I mean, you guys work your your tails off. Um, so, but hey, thanks for uh, for sitting in this morning. We uh, might ask you a few, a few questions uh, as we uh, talk a little NASCAR in uh, in a later segment, but. Uh, uh, Spencer, thank you for uh, filling in. RJ's got to be uh, behind the glass, and so you can help us out with the Unser Museum Absolutely. update as well as we we got a bunch to talk about. There, man. There's so much going on. I mean, plus yeah. it's Talladega. I mean, it's practically a holiday this weekend. Yeah, I've already watched Talladega Nights like four times this week. Going on number five today. I'm sure <laughs> Sydney's going insane, but it don't matter. It's Talladega. We got Earnhardt on the pole today. It's a good day. When are you going to bring uh, the cutout to the office? That's so, a good so question. Take pictures. I have it right now, scaring everybody away <laughs> because I'm never at my house. So right. <laughs> I have to have something in the window to make it look like someone's home. So we got Ricky Bobby in the front window, but I want to bring it to the office pretty soon because we need somebody to greet all of our great fans. That's right. <laughs> well, and uh, so let's jump into the Unser Museum event calendar. Uh, of course, going to talk uh, drag racing to start with. What's going on at ABQ Dragway? Yeah, so we have Street to Strip presented by Yearwood Performance. Gates open at 9 a.m. Of course, uh, that's going on today and tomorrow as well uh, over there at ABQ Dragway. Of course, one of the best places here in town to go watch racing. Uh, this whole staff over there is just amazing, too. Costas have really put a lot of money into it last few years. The entire pits are paved now. Uh, it's just it's a really awesome facility great racing going on we finally have a little less wind today right well and as a matter of fact uh roswell dragway had an event scheduled today that uh postponed due to the high winds um they're going to reschedule that for may 6th uh it's a cash days event so i don't know if that's a, a big bonus run or or what that is but we'll 
we'll have more information on that. But, uh, I mean, speaking of the winds, I mean, with the winds last night, knocked a little power out at my house. I, I got to wonder what the cleanup has got to be like out at the drag strip uh, with, with all that dirt blowing around. So Yeah, that's the hard thing about dragways. I mean, asphalt tracks in general. Uh, whenever you do get all the sand, and I'm sure Dustin can talk more about this with with the asphalt side of things, but it's really difficult to get the track back clean. I mean, it's I obviously we have a lot of sand blown around in general in New Mexico, but it it is tricky, right? Oh yeah, you get that sand in the grooves and stuff like that, and you can blow on it as much as you want to, but you gotta get cars back out there to really pull it up out of the groove. They just it takes a while, but you know it's one of those deals that just part of the sport, I guess. When you have the high winds and you're out here in the desert, it comes with it. Yeah, and that, I mean, a good point. Uh, the race is going on, uh, Saturday, uh, at Sandia Speedway tonight. This is the, uh, season opener number two because of the way they, how they split their, uh, uh, their wing series, uh, and the A mods, X mods. Uh, but I was out there last weekend and we had some wind. And of course, one of the issues there was dust. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, when, uh, Charlie announced that he was going to send the water truck out, the crowd actually cheered. Uh, because we were just getting blown with sand, but at the same time, it, it just blows right off. And, and, uh, you know, when the cars get out, it immediately goes dry slick again. And so the dust comes back. So there's, you know, there's always that issue. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still an issue even at the drag strip or at the uh, circle track. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's really difficult to keep the moisture in the track when it, the weather's like this. It's part of the springtime weather. I mean, all the drivers know about it. A lot of the fans know about it too. Um, it's important to try to keep the dust down at, as much as you can. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I mean, the elements are the elements out there. And it's just part of what makes the racing so interesting, specifically right here in New Mexico. Uh, it, it's almost like the best way I can describe it is it's very similar to how Ohio races because they have a lot of the same issue with how their soil is. It's just it's always dusty. It's very difficult to keep moisture in the racetrack. You can dump water on it all day long. And at the end of the day, it's just, it's really, really difficult given the natural elements that are over there in the soil. So, uh, it's kind of funny. Like, here we are in New Mexico, but it races like that all over the United States, too. Yeah. And I was, I was actually going to ask from a driver perspective, um, because it really, we could see good from the stands. I mean, there was a lot of dust, but you could, you could still see what was going on. Um, do you just get so tunnel vision? I mean, in asphalt, too. I mean, do you just get so tunnel vision? That it really doesn't affect your clarity? Uh, to a point, right? I okay. mean, <laughs> our, our eyeballs are the same as the fans, really. So yeah, I guess at true. the end of the day, I mean, we can only see as much as you guys can for the most part. I think the drivers see a little bit better given the fact that we do have some tear-offs. We do have, right. uh, obviously, our visor, and, and we're going through it instead of it getting kicked up and, and blocking. Right. But... To a certain extent, I mean, we can't see a lot of the time either. I, I think a lot of fans would be quite surprised if they strapped into a sprint car <laughs> and they saw what we were seeing because it looks a lot of the time like we're 100% in control and we have everything going exactly how we want it right. in the car. But there's a lot of times we're just along for the ride. Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, Lauren Wolford last weekend, Sandia, uh, lapped all the way up to uh, – he'd lapped the fourth-place car, so – um, I mean, he was, he could he, see, he, he could see just fine. So he was doing good. All right. So let's talk Sandia Speedway, uh, season opener number two, uh, tonight, the 305 wing sprints, a mods, uh, stock cars, cruisers, uh, mini sprints. And of course, also going on on the uh, road course just to announce May 7th, uh, ABQ super lap series 
And Southwest Motorsports is down at Deming at the uh, Royal Seco Raceway this weekend. But uh, uh, let's talk a little Vado, man. Yes, as you know, I love Vado Speedway. Uh, everybody down there doing a great job getting things back up and running. Uh, the season is well underway. They've been underway for, geez, oh, since January, I think, was their first race. So, yeah. Uh, this is really in the swing of things when it comes to the season. But Anthony and Chaparral night down there. So any residents from Anthony and Chaparral, New Mexico, uh, get in with a huge discount over there. Gates open at 5 o'clock, racing at 7.30 with late models, modifieds, pure stocks, super trucks, and stock cars on tap. Yeah, and uh, Aliens also uh, running this weekend. I mean, they, I think they had a test and tune last weekend, but it looks like they're actually running now. Yep, tonight they are going championship racing with the USRA Modifieds, USRA Stock Cars, Hobby Stocks, uh, Alien Motor Speedway Bombers, Junior Cyclones, and of course, one of my personal favorite, and I'm sure Dustin too, the Inex Legend Racing. Uh, gates open at 5.30, racing at 7 o'clock. Uh, down there at Alien Motor Speedway in Roswell, New Mexico. Another great facility with the coolest flag stand in all of motorsports. <laughs> hey, hey, Dustin, I, I got to ask you. I mean, coming from asphalt and then uh, trying, uh, trying dirt, I mean, how significantly different was it? Oh, night and day. You got to throw away everything you know um, once you've learned pavement and you're trying to learn dirt. And I finally, the last race that I ran down at Votto last year, I finally understood it mentally, um, being able to take the car and push it as far as you can. Um, cause my, Spencer was always trying to tell me, you got like, when you're on dirt, just, I mean, it, it sounds, it seems like you want to slow down, but you can keep going for a lot longer than you think you can. And once you're getting into the corner, you get the car set and you can actually hold it a lot longer. So finally learned that, um, probably get a little bit better at it this year, but it was a, it was a very long, it was about a five race learning curve to wow. start to figure it out. Wow. Uh, Hey, so, uh, you've spent a lot of time, Spencer, out in, in Grant's. Uh, we got Moriarty on the schedule, or excuse me, we got Uranium Capital on the schedule. T- tell us a little bit about what's been going on out there. Uranium Capital Speedway, a lot of people don't know about this hidden gem in Grants, New Mexico. Uh, just really an hour, 15 minutes away from Albuquerque here. Very easy to get to. Uh, one of the nicest racing surfaces that I've seen in the state. Of course, it, it's all pretty much put on by volunteers, so... Uh, whenever you do go down, make sure to thank everybody that's out there because they just love racing. And like a lot of small towns here in New Mexico, uh, Grants has a very niche market of people that just freaking love racing. They, they don't care if it's a street stock, if it's a micro sprint, if it's a sprint car, whatever they can get on that track, they're willing to, uh, have a class open for it. So they have a test and tune for all divisions today and tomorrow if you can make it out there. And you can go to Uranium Capital Speedway on Facebook for more information. All right. Well, we got a whole lot more coming up, including you, you talk, Dega, Talladega. We're heading out to Talladega and going to catch up with uh, uh, Jonathan Feld out there. And uh, so that ought to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Hey, race fans, this is NASCAR team owner, Coach Joe Gibbs. You're listening to David Swope on New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio, 101.7, The Team.
Hi, this is Lobo Women's Basketball Head Coach Mike Bradbury. We are looking forward to having our best team camp ever this season. And you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 1017. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And uh, we're going to try out the technology here. Uh, uh, Jonathan, are you there? All right, let me try it. Let me try this. Say, hey, Jonathan, you there? All right. So somehow we don't have him here. So I'll, I'll let uh, I'll let RJ figure it out, and we'll uh, we'll get that going. It's live radio. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that's what you got to deal with some mornings, right? <laughs> Absolutely. There he oh, is. I think he's there. Are you there, Jonathan? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I'm All here. right, man. How you guys doing? Uh, we're doing fantastic. How about you, man? Oh, doing good. You know, we had a good day at the track yesterday where uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt, of course, won the pole for the Xfinity race. Got a uh, qualifying coming up. Uh, you got to love Talladega. We were just playing the Air Church song here in the car on the way. <laughs> getting getting ready for it. But, uh, yeah, nothing nothing's better than, uh, than Talladega, especially coming off a dirt track race. I mean, I, I was thinking to myself, what could be more extreme than going from a dirt track race to a super speedway? Oh, I know, you know, uh, and we saw a great dirt race, too. Uh, they redid the track a little bit, more progressive banking, uh, and, you know, we saw that finish as well. Uh, Tyler Reddick and Chase Briscoe, final lap, dueling it out. Kyle Busch backing into a win, as he said. <laughs> and now we go to Talladega, where, you know, the cars are planted, wide open, fast, three, four wide racing. Uh, it's fun. you got to love the diversity in the Cup Series schedule. Well, and you look at, you know, some of the leaders in victories there, uh, Kozlowski, Logano, Blaney, um, all needing a win, uh, this weekend. And also joining us here is, uh, is Spencer Hill. And so love your, love your comment on, uh, once Talladega Super Speedway, I mean, anybody could win and we could have a ninth winner out of mm-hmm. 10 races. Uh, some three big yeah. names there. I mean, do you, who, who do you think that, uh, uh, maybe could come in and, and, uh, back into a victory? When it's Talladega Super Speedway, <laughs> literally put all the names who haven't won in a big old hat, juggle it up, pull one out, because that's how mm-hmm. it's going to be on Sunday. Uh, Jonathan, I'm sure you'll agree uh-huh. with that. Even today in the Xfinity Series race, uh, very excited, as you noted earlier. It's so cool mm-hmm. to see an Earnhardt starting on the pole here in a number three with Larry McReynolds. Oh, yeah. Uh, and oddly enough, this is the first pole that Larry McReynolds has gotten with an Earnhardt. What? Uh, yeah. Isn't that wow. wild? Wow. That that is wild. Yeah. Wow. It, it it blew me away when I read that fact, but uh definitely a wow. big storyline going into today. Uh Jonathan, what are some of the just sights and sounds that you're feeling as you're heading to the speedway? You know, uh, uh you're talking about pulling names out of a hat, you know, it uh, some people say Talladega is kind of like a lottery. Well, if I had lottery numbers, I would say 6 and 47. You got Brad Kozlowski. You know, he had that 100-point mm-hmm. penalty after Atlanta. He's going to be hungry. He was good in the Daytona 500. I think he's going to be a prime contender. Stenhouse, uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., has not had a very good season. He's very good on the super speedways. I think he'll be another one. Also, too, we're going to get to see that number 28 car 
uh, do some laps before the race with Clint Boyer, who, of course, who I believe he was inducted into the Talladega Walk of Fame. Awesome to see, you know, when you come to Talladega, there's always a look to history and a look to the present, and we're seeing that with the number three car back out there, uh, black number three car and 28 car out there, so it's awesome. Yeah, and of course, uh, Bubba Wallace, this is the site of his uh, first victory, uh, October 4th, uh, 2021, uh, at Talladega. Uh, so like you said, five wide racing, uh, anybody, anybody can do it. Uh, but uh, it, this could be really important as we head uh, towards the playoffs as far as points. I mean, you've got your your top three in points still don't have a victory yet. Uh, Chase Elliott's had yeah. some polls there. Um, I mean, how has how how the Hendrick car has been looking on the super speedway? You know, that if for qualifying, obviously, which is coming up in a little bit here, They've been awesome on the super speedways. We saw it at the Daytona 500. Uh, of course, Bowman has sat on the front row for the 500 the last few years. I think they'll be really good in qualifying. The races, they have a little bit of making up to do, you know, when it comes <laughs> to speed in the race and racing. You know, the Fords are usually very strong. But, I mean, when you got a lineup like Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, William Byron. William Byron, of course, he won back in 20 at Daytona. Uh, the Chase has won before at Talladega. I think those guys will be very solid in the race. They'll be good ones to watch for. Yeah, and of course, uh, Ford has had a lot of success there um, with Logano. Uh, now, we've talked a lot about, you know, I mean, teams uh, helping each other out and you know, getting towards the front. Do you, do you see as much of that at Talladega as you see at, say, Daytona? Oh, for sure. You know, uh, we've seen it before. Well, Matt and I were talking about it back in 18 where the Stewart were able to pull away from the field and able to take control of the race from the front. And obviously this is a completely different package, but you still need teammates to help you out. Uh, Brad Kozlowski, of course, won last year with the help of some of his Penske and Ford teammates. So you definitely need some good teammates up there to help out. And it's going to be interesting to see all plays into this car because just some of the drafting characteristics seem different. And I think it might even lend itself to teammates helping each other and succeeding more than in previous years. And Jonathan, one of the things that we talked about earlier this week was although we compare a lot of the time Daytona to Talladega. These tracks are very, very different. The way they race is very different. Uh, the characteristics are different. The bumps are in the track are different. Uh, what are some of the things that we are going to see that's going to be basically the opposite of what we saw at Daytona? Well, Daytona, of course, is narrow racetrack. Uh, Larry Mack referred to this at Atlanta, that Atlanta, the new super speedway course, uh, is actually wider than Daytona is. So at Talladega, you see three- and four-ride racing, and guys get away with moves that they won at Daytona. So I think we'll be able to see more of moves, more side-by-side racing, guys willing to take chances, and that's going to make the racing a lot of fun. Yeah, and of course, uh, you're out there reporting for the uh, the RacingExperts.com. Uh, how, how can people follow you uh, on social media as well? Yeah, for sure. So uh, you can follow my uh, Twitter account, uh, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N underscore F-J-E-L-D, Jonathan underscore Field. Uh, you can also uh, follow me on Facebook as well and uh, check out the theracingexperts.com. 
So, got to ask you, I, I, you and uh, Spencer been doing these uh, global motorsports report. Um, now, yeah. uh, you've got a live mic, so tell me, what is it like working with Spencer? <laughs> Careful. Oh, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, it gets a little dirty, but that's only because Spencer's a dirt racer. So yeah, ah. it's a fun time. We we have a good time with it. That's fantastic. Now you guys have kind of mixed in some some other forms of racing as well. Yeah, yeah. We uh, I know we talked about IndyCar. We've talked about a little bit of dirt racing. Uh, of course, ARCA as well. You know, the sister series to NASCAR. And so yeah, we love talking about different motorsports, getting it all in and. Uh, making sure we're in a good spotlight on things. We got World of Outlaws coming up next week too, so stay tuned to that. <laughs> always got to get that. That's true. Always got to get that dirt in there. <laughs> hey, quick question: uh, sure. you, you talked about uh, Earnhardt and Larry McReynolds and uh, everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. I, I I would put up against anybody that the Xfinity races, in some ways, have actually been better uh, than the Cup races uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, going into this race. Uh, this is the first time that we're going to have uh, Ty Gibbs uh, and Sam Mayer back on the track together. Of course, this oh, is not a, this is not a track that retaliation should be happening at. Uh, <laughs> but what what has the uh, body language um, and basically uh, talk been around the pits uh, between those two guys? You know, I think just with the off week we had, the big fight on pit road. I think things have simmered down a little bit. I mean, it has to when you go to a place like Talladega where you got to look out for each other. You can't make stupid moves or do different things like that and retaliate like you would at a Bristol or a Martinsville or something. So I think things have calmed down a little bit. Now, if we get a situation where it's a few laps to go at a place like, you know, maybe Dover coming up next week or, you know, someplace like Bristol later in the season, it could soak up again. But I, I don't really expect much from them. You know, maybe a little block here and there, but I don't really expect much from them. But it'll still be fun to see them. I think they're both going to be in contention today. I'll tell you guys this much. Drivers don't remember very much. It might be due to the concussions, <laughs> but they definitely remember who did you wrong on the racing surface. So when it comes down to it, sure. I would not be surprised here in the next few weeks if that rekindled. Well, I think that's only exciting for us fans. Yeah, definitely brings oh, a little is. more into it. Hey, Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on this morning and uh, and enjoy your uh, your weekend, man. Well, do I appreciate you guys having me? All right, that's uh, Jonathan Feltz. Um, and uh, one of these days, I'm going to get the pronunciation uh, correct. But uh, check him out, racingexperts dot com, and of course on Facebook at Global Motorsports Report uh, with our own Spencer Hill. We got a whole, a whole lot more coming up, including on the other side. Uh, uh, Spencer and I are going to talk a little bit about dirt racing. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, our experiences at the track and and kind of catch up on some things uh, over the last couple of weeks we haven't been necessarily able to talk about. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hi, this is Martin Truex Jr. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Albuquerque 1017, the team. Deal 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Wheel Estate. Here is David. 
All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. And, uh, you know, I've done a little bit of uh, circle track racing. Of course, it was on the um, on the asphalt and have seen a couple of fights, uh, including uh, one that happened where there was some contact with the car on the track in the pits. Uh, and, and then there there was definitely a fight that broke out. And so uh, we haven't had a chance to, to talk about this on uh, on Mike, though, uh, Spencer. But I wanted to go back to Richmond and and the fight after the Xfinity race uh, in which uh, um, uh, Ty, Ty Gibbs, uh, I mean, threw a punch with his helmet on. Sam Mayer had his helmet off. Uh, talk a little bit about the code um, and uh, whether that was a punk move or it it just happened. Well, I think the code's different. I mean, especially depends on what age you are, apparently. I, I think a lot of the younger kids just don't understand, you know, how much work and effort goes into a lot of these cars. Um, Ty Gibbs, he, he's a heck of a wheelman. I mean, I don't think anybody can, you know, discount that at all. I mean, he, he can wheel. I mean, he's easily the car to beat all year in the Xfinity Series, but... um he, he's got to be a little bit smarter with the way that he gets through this traffic to get up front. There's no doubt he's going to get up there, but I mean, here you go at the end of the season, there's going to be times where you're lapping a car or you're going to, you know, have to come back from a bad pit stop or something. You got to get through this traffic. And if you got 40 cars on the track and you've wrecked 30 of them, that ain't going to be easy to get through the field. I mean, at some point it's going to catch up is my point on that. Uh, Ham and Sam Mayer, that was kind of an isolated incident. Uh, both two young drivers, very new to the sport, very new to the Xfinity Series. Um, I get it. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially at a track like that where, you know, tempers are so high and it, it's a short track. That's what short track racing is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's beating, banging, and there's a couple fists thrown at the end of the race. That's a good short track race in my book, but. Uh, at the end of the day, you, you gotta be, I guess, just calculated with how you do that. And I, I think that goes all the way from local dirt track racing all the way up to the Xfinity series. I mean, you, you can go out there, you can beat and bang, you can piss a lot of people off, but it's going to come back to bite you. Yeah. So uh, I guess my thoughts are, uh, after the race, there was contract on, there was contact on the track. Um, after, you know, in pit lane, there was some contact. Um, how does Sam not know that he's coming, is he going to come swinging? I mean, because, you know, after all of that, and the guy comes out and walks over in, into your car, basically, uh, I mean, to me, I, I don't know why I didn't start there. I mean, right, right there. Well, he, I think Sam knew he was going to come out swinging. I didn't think that he knew that Ty was going to keep his helmet on. <laughs> I mean, that ain't too fair, but. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it, that's just such a tough deal. Like I said, um, in the previous segment too, I think that it's probably put away for now. Mm-hmm. Talladega is not a track that you're going to see something like that fire back up. I don't think. I also don't think that they're going to help each other out at all, Talladega. Right. Right. I mean, but I don't think they would anyways with two different makes, two different teams. Uh, but here we come. Next week we got Dover coming up. Right. That, that track, that's a fast track. That's a track where you do got to fight to get down to the bottom. Right. Uh, not a lot of room for air. Everybody knows about the self-cleaning track there at Dover. Uh, off turn two gets really sketchy. Right. And all it takes is a little bit of a shove. 
And who knows if those two drivers are next to each other. I don't think they're going to make it easy on each other. I'll put it that way. So let's con- contrast that to the dirt race uh, and the way that ended with uh, uh, with Chase Briscoe. Um, I mean, basically laying it out. I mean, I, I, if it would have been on an asphalt track, I think you could use the adage, you know, four tires are easier to make a turn than, uh, excuse me, eight tires are easier than four. Uh, but dirt's different that way. Um, uh, talk about your thoughts um, on that, that, that dive uh, in four at the end of the race. I've never seen anybody drive a cup car so hard in the closing laps as I saw Chase Briscoe drive it at Bristol last week. Um, did, I mean, did, did he go in there a little deep and did he, you know, pretty much ruin the race for Reddick? Yeah, he did. <laughs> but Reddick let him get there too. And right. he said that in the interview. And I think that was part of the reason why he wasn't as upset as he could have been. I was expecting Fist to be flown. Yeah. I mean, going for your first ever cup win. Here you have a driver come from behind. He already has a win, and he throws the biggest slider I've ever seen in a cup car. I didn't even know that was possible, and takes you out. I mean, no doubt, Tyler Reddick, very disappointed, but he understood that it happened because Chase Briscoe was able to get that close. And as a driver, it's your job to pull away and not let them put, you know, get themselves into a position to where they do something desperate. Don't be desperate. Well, we both spent time around Tyler Reddick um, at Phoenix at the final race last year. Um, he's a very introspective person. I mean, he's constantly evaluating himself and how, how to get better and how to get to the next level. Um, at first, I, I, I totally agree with you. I thought, oh, man, this is going to be on. Uh, but then when he got out and he started talking about it, I, I let him get there. I, I've, I've on this show said, if you don't want to get spun out, don't let him get there. So I, I, I completely agree with that. Um, and, and taking a little bit back, you know, that, that does come down to the personalities of the people as how they would handle it. I thought both of them were a real class act. Um, you know, Chase immediately coming over and apologizing. But, uh, Dusty, I'm going to have you jump in on this. Um, you spent some time, uh, in Nashville at the fairgrounds with the uh, late models on dirt. Um, I, I mean, would you, would you say that you, you were seeing a little bit more of a, a dirt code? Uh, you know, more of a code around racing there than you saw on asphalt? Well, I was actually at the fairground speedway, which is the pavement track that they're getting ready to ah. turn into one of the okay. one of the three new uh, Cup Series tracks. Okay. Um, but, I mean, watching the Cup race and the end of it, um, seeing that, you know, you see it in a lot of the local stuff, the last-minute desperate moves that they're trying to make. Um, people see him coming from five laps before he even gets there. And, right. Uh, you know, does did it... Uh, wipe both of them out was it a smart move probably not but at the same time when you're desperate for wins and you're going to do what it's going to take to uh to get them i got a question for you dustin do you think that the way that the drivers are handling these situations now is that a direct product of how they're being brought up in racing through legend cars super lates etc uh it's definitely like a call i feel like it's more calmer scene now you don't see a lot of fights as Go back into the early 2000s, late 90s, and stuff like that. Um, a lot more common to see fights. Um, I, I wouldn't say no because, I mean, I see it in short tracks. I, I say it's wor- worse on the short track and the bringing up side. I think once you're up in those higher series and higher levels that you start gaining that maturity and um, 
you obviously have media that you have to take care of and they don't want to see that kind of stuff on right. TV and everything like that. So I think it comes with the packages you get older, but, um, I wouldn't say it's a product of being the way they're brought up now because, like I said, I was in Nashville this week and it was a lick the stamp and ship them type of week. They did mm-hmm. not care. They were going to wreck you to get whatever position they could get. How many bumpers did the legend division go through? Oh, they brought, they unloaded a pallet and they went through that whole pallet. Wow. A pallet of bumpers. So that's that is absolutely phenomenal. But that's I, a short track race. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, exactly. But I also think that, that, that what what you said uh, there is also what we were talking about off the air a little bit of uh, the people buying a ride and the people that you know are involved in the family team. There is a complete difference of how they care for the equipment, if you will. I mean, I you know, absolutely. I mean, lack of a better word. But I mean, talk a little bit about that because we were talking about the things that happen in the sixth place car and back that, you know, I mean, there's, you know, the guy with the checkbook, uh, that doesn't know how to, you know, drive a lawnmower. Right. 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 Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. Cause me and Jason were sitting there the whole week in Nashville and we were just telling, like talking because in the last five years, um, you see a lot more of this, uh, it's like a rental ride type of deal. Right. And these kids are coming in. They don't have a lot of experience. Um, they do have a good financial background. Um, but Jason was, I mean, we watched the pro race and the pro race, you know, it's supposed to be the best of the best, like clean, good racing. And it was, it was just a joke to, to me in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, the guy would get to, you know, third place, fourth, sixth, first, it didn't matter. They, they didn't even try and pass the guy. It was a hit a bumper and run and go kind of thing. So it's, I mean, it's changed a lot. Um, me and Jason both grew up on the, on the family perspective and stuff right. like that. So it's a lot different for us seeing that and, we treat it a lot different. You know, we wouldn't go through as many bumpers as those guys go through. But also at the same time, when it's happening the way it's happening now, you either got to adapt with it or you'll be in last place because you keep on getting shipped and you won't move anybody. So yeah, Absolutely. And, of course, um, you race for a family team, Spencer. Uh, I do know that uh, when you put the helmet on, you're out there to win. But that, that's got to be in the back of your mind, too. Yeah, absolutely. I, you got to race the way that other people race you. You can't be bullied. If you're going to be bullied the whole time, like Dustin said, you're going to be in last place. You have to go. I mean, you have to adapt to the times. I don't go out there, you know, wishing to go tear anything up, wishing to go, you know, race extra aggressive. But sometimes you have to if you want to run up front. And I think just in general, the total driver's code has changed completely in the last, like, five, ten years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back in the day, I mean – a lot of drivers, you know, if they weren't having the best day, they wouldn't make it difficult on the leaders. But even nowadays, I mean, you, you got to fight every second you're on the racetrack. That's at a local dirt track here at Sandia all the way up to Talladega. Uh, you have to fight the entire time if you want to run up front. That is how intense the racing is. And whether that's good or bad, I don't know, but it's pretty exciting. Well, and I think, I think the fans uh, really like to see the passion and the emotion. And I, and we've talked about this, that the eyeballs on TV, uh, people tune in cause they want to see the crashes and they want to see, um, all of that stuff. I, I, I think that that's just a, you know, a lack of education, if you will. I think the, the more that you watch it and the more you start to understand the players and the personalities, um, I think that that, that does, uh, rise to the top, but yeah, but cause I mean, especially, I mean, Dustin, I, I've known you since, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you are half the size you are now. Let's just put it that way. Um, and, and I've seen it. I mean, I've, I've seen that, you know, the difference in, in some of the parents. I mean, we talk about, you know, parents on the sidelines, you know, for football games or basketball games or stuff. I mean, 
some of that stuff was I, I had more trouble dealing with the damn parents than I did necessarily you guys. You guys seem to work it out. But anyway, uh, that that's probably a conversation for another time. But uh, we got a whole lot more we got to cover up. Uh, RJ's giving me the, hey, dude, you're way over. So uh, we got some more on the other side, though. Uh, you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. This is Daryl Walker, three-time NASCAR champion, and you're listening to David Quote on the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. ESPN Radio 1017 The Team with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and School Real Estate. Here's David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And I uh, want to go out to the 20th annual Park in the Park and actually get a uh, traffic report uh, or a man-on-the-scene report, if you all uh, remember uh, WKRP uh, in Cincinnati. Uh, joining us now is uh, Steve Haydu. Hey, how you doing this morning, Steve? I'm doing great, man. Stevie Cruz out here shooting it live for 101. Point seven, the team out here at the 20th Annual Park and the Park Car Show. I got to say, traffic is backing up. We got cars lined up to get inside the arena, to get in the parking lot, to get on the grassy area. We got vendors pulling in. We got uh, all sorts of events going on. They got the kitty jumps getting ready to inflate as long as they don't blow away like yesterday, correct? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, was, man, I'm glad we weren't here yesterday. Holy smokes. Yeah, so but, the... Uh, the festivities don't get started till 10, but you, you're already backing them up. Uh, are, are we going to get this thing started on time? Oh, yes. This thing will be rolling. Starts at 10 o'clock, runs on until 4 o'clock today. Uh, they uh, weren't, uh, I guess uh, I guess the car turnout was a little higher than they expected. Oh. So, uh, so they've already filled up uh, one parking lot. They're heading into uh, HP is out here, their main facility. So they're filling into their major parking lot as I speak. Uh, the grassy area in front of their outdoor amphitheater over here by City Hall area uh, is is uh, getting full. And, of course, they have, I think they have over 100 cars inside the Rio Rancho Event Center. Wow. Uh, parked inside there. And, uh, plus, we have all sorts of food vendors and vendors uh, uh, selling all sorts of items. And, of course, uh, uh, raffling off vehicles out here. I mean, Sagebrush Church is out here with a, with a fairly new Mustang. They're raffling off at their big show. So, uh sitting here right in front of me and uh so it looks like it's gonna be a fun uh, fun great event today for our 20th annual park in the park car show well i'm pretty excited that uh, people were able to come to the right facility uh instead of yeah. driving out to cabazon but uh going out to the uh the uh, former uh, santa Ana star center and now the rio rancho event center um and uh, how was your setup man i mean i i heard you were you've been there since six o'clock last night uh yeah, just about <laughs> just about our, our fellow, uh, our fellow uh, uh, DJ in there, Mr. Spencer, tried to keep me up all night, so I want to get here on time. Who would do uh, that? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> right. Well, I had, but, I, had uh, no. I had to call him this morning and make sure to get his butt up and get him over here, man. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. 
<laughs> got got to, got to live the party life. Well, hey man, uh, we're gonna run out there and see you here in just a little bit after we uh, we get off the air. But thank you so much for uh, for giving us a traffic report. No problem. Come on out, everybody's invited. Twentieth annual Park and Park Car Show. Stevie Cruz for one hundred one point seven. The team. Awesome man, he's such a pro, isn't he? What a pro! What that, what what an absolute pro! We you gotta love it. Love Stevie Cruz. Uh, glad to have him back on the show down there at Park in the Park. Of course, festivities getting on uh, at ten o'clock. It's already nine o'clock right now. Yeah, absolutely. So an hour. So uh, get yourself cleaned up. Uh, head on out there. Go out there with an empty stomach. I mean, you were telling me about. I mean, uh, like the best wings in town. You told me about some barbecue trucks. I mean, I, I was getting hungry, and that was at, that was like at seven forty-five. Yeah, I, I'm gonna Jones right out there. Uh, me and Dusty are gonna go out there with our new magazine. If you guys have not gotten a copy of the magazine, head out there. Uh, this morning, find us, go over to Steve's Cruising with the Oldies. Uh, we'll have a lot of copies on deck with a lot of information in there about upcoming shows, too. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff in, in the latest edition. Of course, uh, uh, you twisted my arm pretty hard to get a sprint car on the first one. Uh, we uh, took a two-year hiatus, but a uh, great story on three-time uh, champion uh, Caleb Seiss. Uh, we had some coverage with uh, the Supercross um, in Dallas, and of course, uh, the Cone Hunter. Uh, what a summer Lyle Greenberg has had. All of those are articles, plus, uh, there's a tribute to both, uh, uh, Al Sr. and Bobby Unzer in there. Um, and it's absolutely free. Yep, you can stop that's the by. best part. Who doesn't love free stuff? Absolutely. You like free stuff, Dustin? Who doesn't love free stuff? Everybody <laughs> loves free stuff. Come get your free magazine today. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun down there at Park in the Park. Speaking of free stuff, also going on, uh, today, uh, the Razorville. Uh, having a ride for veterans, so you can go out there, south end of Southern. Uh, just uh, go on Facebook at uh, Razorville and get all the information on that. Also up in um, Farmington, the 38th annual Land of Enchantment uh, event has been going on up there. This is the uh, the third day, I think, uh, of that event. Uh, really cool. And of course, we talked about the park in the park, but uh, but also on the 24th um, and. Uh, uh, to, to just draw a blank there, but the spring cruise and smooths is at the Sonic on San Mateo. Um, and, uh, that's, that's going to be going on Sue, uh, putting that, that thing on and you can go out there and check that all out. Um, well, there's an event, uh, going on at Intellitech. Uh, do you have any information on that one for the 30th? Yeah, we have the Intellitech College first annual car show and part swap from 9 to 3 p.m. with face painting, my favorite. Food trucks, music, modern performances, modified trucks, low riders, and classic hot rods. You can go over there to uh, 4575 San Mateo Boulevard Northeast. So, I mean, what, what are you into f- face painting for? I mean, you got you got a cute face. I know? just love it. I Who doesn't love <laughs> do, face do you like painting? Do you like playing roles? I mean, you know, I mean. Well, you know me. I like to dress up as a clown every once in a while. So you just got to keep it going. We have some very talented face painters here in town. There you go. Way to roll with that. I was totally throwing you, throwing you under the bus. But uh, special announcement, man. I mean, you're you're going out to the World of Outlaws there, Bristol. It's Bristol, oh, baby. Oh, tell us. I mean, you got to be pumped for that. I'm really pumped, Dave. It's yeah. going to be a good week next week going out there for the World of Outlaws at Bristol Motor Speedway, the same track that everybody just saw the craziest finish in NASCAR uh, just one week ago. Now the greatest show on dirt heading over there next weekend, and I'm going to be live from there. Can't wait to talk to you over the phone, uh, give everybody an update. 
We have practice on Thursday, racing on Friday and Saturday with the best in the business. If you missed them in Vado, you missed out because that it was a really good show. Uh, we got a good story coming up in the next magazine as well about that. But uh, fun, fun times over there. Looking forward to it. Haven't been to Bristol in about five years, so I'm excited to see it. Never seen it with the dirt on it. Uh, I'm interested. I'm, I'm very interested to see how that race is. It's going to be a completely different race than what we saw with the heavy stock cars. Yeah, with what you saw down at Vado and uh, Brad Sweet uh, getting back into Winter Circle, uh, does does he appear to have kind of gotten gotten in his mojo back? I mean, what what are we going to see out there at Bristol? I definitely think that Brad Sweet has started clicking off some mojo, as you put it right yep. there. Uh, he he's definitely in the swing of things there, but it's not going to come easy. A lot of good drivers uh, down there in Vado, Sheldon Honschild almost picking off the win from Brad Sweet. And uh, we had Donnie Schatz, too. He's starting to hit his stride as he is over 300 wins in World of Outlaws competition. Dang. Isn't that amazing? Dang. It, it's crazy. So so what are some of these new shoes that are coming up? Yeah, well, Logan Shuhart is a big name that a lot of people have their eyes on right now. His teammate, Jacob Allen, he just won last week. Those are two drivers that have come up the hard way. They've earned their right to be there. Uh, definitely want to keep your eyes on them. Rookie contender Noah Gass, he's competing with the World of Outlaws for the first time this year. He's had some really good showings in the past few weeks. He should be out there in Bristol. And you can't take your eyes off of those three drivers that I just mentioned either. Uh, Brad Sweet, Sheldon Honchild, Donnie Schatz, very, very tough drivers. Going to be hard to beat out there. Uh, and you also look at somebody like James McFadden. He put fast time down there in Vado. Fast driver, not afraid to put it where it needs to go out over there on the dirt. Half-mile surface, though, different driving style than it takes for the short tracks. But, Dave, I'm excited. I can't wait to get out there. Yeah, I, I'm getting excited for you. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be great. All right, so all kinds of things going on today. Uh, another thing, if you've got, you know, a bunch of, you know, old taxes and some forms sitting around you want to, you know, get rid of, the Better Business Bureau's got a, uh, a shred today, shred event over at the – at Alante facility um, on First Street, you can get over there. Uh, two full boxes, a shutter for free. Uh, so get rid of that. You know, protect your ID. Of course, you want to thank uh, RJ for uh, filling in for Dan behind the glass. Um, and I think he was still doing Facebook too. I mean, that guy, that guy can do everything. Uh, you know, Spencer, thank you for coming in. Thank you for uh, uh, for driving him over so you could get this guy up and in here, Dusty. Really appreciate that. But we got a whole no, new show for you next Saturday here on the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Your Wood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host David Swope will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Hey, this is Bart Scott. Props to our friends at ESPN Radio 1017, the team. The New Mexico Broadcasters Association Radio Station of the Year. KQTM FM Rio, Rancho Albuquerque. 
Hello there. I'm Mark Robbins. There are four games set for the NBA playoff schedule today. Game two on the list, Dallas at Utah. Mavs with a 2-1 series lead.